Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And if you happen to be a highly sensitive person, sensitive soul, like I like to say, like myself, we have a special gift for you. It's actually a free Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, and you can actually get that at SensitiveSoulGuide.com and uh, download the PDF, and we'll share uh, some ways in which you can navigate your sensitive soul self so you can have more peace, more positivity, uh, and experience more personal power. So today's radio show is super exciting because I've been waiting a while for us to get our schedules together and everything for uh, Richard Flukes to come on the show. And the reason is, uh, let me tell you a little bit of the backstory, is um, – uh, one of my uh, uh, friends um, said, hey, you need to listen to this guy. <laughs> so I know from, you know, her experience, my experience, I said, okay, if she says I do, I do. So I, I listened to Richard on one of the telesummits, was fascinated by what he had to say about water, and because I have a little bit of uh, understanding about German new medicine and how our past traumas and things like that can kind of get stored in our bodies and uh, and, and then the, the the whole illness may or may not resolve based on this resolution of the trauma. So I have some basic knowledge of German new medicine and then Richard took it to a whole new level and when I spoke with him, when I had a session with him, it was absolutely fascinating because I really, for those of you that are light being star seeds and, and, and sensitive souls out there, I really, you know, made Richard work because I was like, okay, Nobody else understands what I'm talking about, okay, with us very, very highly sensitive people, people that are star people incarnated into a human body. So I, I kind of grilled them. I said, okay, this is what's going on with us. We're doing all the swelling stuff. What's going on? How do we heal this? And Richard gave me some really amazing insight, which I've kind of ran with it uh, since then. And so I really value the relationship uh, that that we have, and I was Super excited to share Richard's work with you, uh, my listeners and subscribers on Light Warrior Radio, about uh, just some of the amazing things that he has discovered over the years, way beyond uh, you know what we already know from German New Medicine that's already described, but having to do with with water and and stored memories and all that kind of stuff, and how we can heal at a much deeper and maybe even faster level. So if you want to ask Richard a question, uh, you can call in live at 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand is up. 818-514-1190. And again, hit one so we know you have a question and we'll be uh, picking callers a little later on the show. So uh, let me tell you a little bit about um, uh, Richard. You know, he uh, he has had, well, gosh, about 30 plus years of research about water and trauma. Like, how amazing is that? Um, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, could toxicity play an important role in stopping the water inside your cells, like uh, what we call the cytoplasm, from functioning correctly and how important that is. Maybe, you know, is inflammation either inside or outside the cell be the way that the body protects itself? And uh, so lots of different things. And, of course, because today is May 16, 2020, we are going to be talking about the coronavirus. <laughs> Uh, in addition to some of the other things that people have on their minds, like cancer, uh, that's the other biggie. So the C's, the cancer and coronavirus, we're going to talk about that as well. And let me just give you Richard's website. So it's richardfluke.com. So that is spelled Richard, the usual way, R-I-C-H-A-R-D, and then fluke is F-L-O-O-K. 
Okay, so all one word, richardfluke.com. And uh, he is, uh, uh, well, I, I want to call it a healer. I don't know if he calls himself a healer, but, but uh, you know, he is a healer and he has programs. He also does uh, one-on-one sessions as well, very advanced sessions as well. So you can check out his website and you can even, um, you know, book a, a free call, uh, see if you're a good match and uh, see what's going on in your body. So uh, Richard's incredibly generous. I, I was very, very, um, you know, I just absolutely loved working with him. It was super cool. Uh, so check it out. And um, he actually has a book as well. It's called Why Am I Sick? So you can go to the website and check it out, so richardfluke.com. And if you want forward slash book and check that book called Why Am I Sick? Advanced Clearing Energetics, you know. So you can check this out and um, you can even look inside the book if you want to. And uh, so he explains in the book how disease really works, revealing how the body reacts to different types of stressful experiences that turn, um, you know, in turn causes specific diseases to occur. Um, and he tackles the very, very uh, spicy question of why cancer develops. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes our thoughts about, you know, how allergies start, our beliefs about bacteria and viruses, which is super cool that we're talking about this day because the coronavirus, you know, how our thoughts about it may be wrong or flawed. So I think this is super important work. And I'll share a little later in the show uh, the the recent healing that I did on on the virus. And then we can have Richard's feedback on that as well. So without further ado, welcome, Richard, to the show. We're so happy to have you here. So am I. I'm really happy to be here, too. And uh, it's been quite a journey to get for us to meet, including me traveling over to France at the moment um, for a little bit. You, you know a little bit about that as well, don't you, because we've had those conversations. But great to be here. Absolutely amazing to be here. Mm, yeah, thank you so much. And I know you, like you said, you recently traveled to France, so you're probably still unpacking. So we're really grateful that you're able to uh, you know, spend some time with us today and, and talking about illness and disease and, and, you know, what's causing it and how we can heal faster. So we'd love maybe our, you know, our, our viewers uh, who don't know your work, uh, you're new to the show, maybe you can share a little bit about uh, how you became uh, a healer, how you started doing this energetic work and, you know, that background. We'd love to know more. So uh, what basically happened was my um, uh, mother and father had a very acrimonious divorce when I was around eight. And I remember the, the um, event quite specifically, uh, just literally going in to see my mother. I'm one of three boys. Um, older brother went in and he came out crying and I went in because we were called up by my father to go and see my mother in the bedroom. And uh, she said, well, I'm leaving your father. I'm not coming back. I mean, just imagine that, an eight-year-old. That would be horrific. And it was. Um, and then about uh, three, four years later on, she, um, well, actually a little bit later than that, about a couple of years later on, she got breast cancer. She moved equivalent of an eight to ten-hour drive away from uh, where we were uh, living. And uh, in, in the United Kingdom, as you can tell, um, uh, English, and then from there, having travelled all that distance, um, she got breast cancer. I still remember that particular day as well. Mm. Funny how these specific events have such a an important uh, place, such an important part on one's life. And then from there, she then um, did all the correct therapeutic interventions and and everything else like that, and died. 
um, a horrific wow. death, actually. Yeah, from metastasized breast cancer, which is breast cancer that basically spreads. So then from there, I remember this day as well, um, walking up the steps in my school that I was going to in Bath in the United Kingdom. And I said, damn it, I'm going to find that I used a square word in the medical literature, the word cure. I'm going to find a cure for this uh, disease. And of course, um, I've since realized that no one actually cures anything except yourself, and it's including me as well. Um, and I I was taken down various paths, pulled, kicking and screaming, uh, whether there's divine intervention there or other uh, influences from outside, into an energetic path. And it's been a bit, uh, let's quote um, a good friend of mine, uh, called David Shepherd, uh, actually a good friend of mine, I haven't seen him in years, who's in the United Kingdom, an NLP trainer. And uh, he turned around and said, woo la la, you know, that's all woo la la, something that's energetic. <laughs> that's only, you know? And, but uh, the um, it's actually in the last couple of years, do we now start to realize that energy is everywhere. And Energy is really what drives us. It's what drives the cells. It's what drives our diseases. Um, it's actually what drives every part of us as uh, live beings. And we can't dismiss this anymore. So uh, we, we, in modern medicine, we look at chemical interventions to change things. Um, we and then there's electrical interventions as well. And but really, at the end of the day, it's all energy. And I think that that's really fascinating. So that's that's where it led me down this weird path. I went into the wine trade. I'm in uh, one of my favorite areas of the world right now, the Dordogne, which is uh, uh, near Bordeaux. If you, you, most people have heard of Bordeaux. And I was just telling uh, Karen earlier that. Um, uh, I, I had to put my microphone onto something, so it's on a bottle of wine. How funny is that? Anyway, there we go. I love that. Um, <laughs> so yeah. France, so France. <laughs> so France, yeah, definitely. Um, so in a in a beautiful area. And well, just to give a little bit more information, so I I then went into. Um, well, I tell you the story. I, I studied neurolinguistic programming. I didn't want to be in the wine trade um, so much as uh, wanting to understand more the psychological side, which is what I wanted to do in the first place when I left school. And was literally the eleventh hour, the rug pulled right from underneath me. Very bizarre. And then taken down this uh, energetic route with neurolinguistic programming, which is the study of how specific thoughts affect our behaviour. And it was whilst I was looking through some literature from a very um, maverick German doctor called Dr. Gert Hammer, who was the creator of Germanic New Medicine, that I come across this direct link between breast cancer and a trauma. And he'd seen it in the brain, and he linked it not only with the brain, but to um, other parts of uh, of organs and specifically embryonic parts of organs and then he'd also said what the underlying trauma was and my jaw dropped again another significant moment i was walking through bristol town city center had opened this thing up looked at it and it said a massive separation from loved ones children being pulled away from the breast 
being unable to nurture your child. And I, I literally stood still. My jaw dropped. I think I was across the road and the the, uh, the crossing went from um, red to green a couple of times. I just couldn't walk. I was stunned. Wow. To see this wow. How and accurate was, is that? Jeez. I know. You know, three boys, me in the middle one, and there it was in black and white. And I thought, well, this is going to change the world. Little did I realize that you know, how many years now? We're over 25, 30 years from that particular time. It hasn't. People are still walking around with their head in the sand, thinking that, um, and I'm, you know, that we really do know what's going on, and and uh, we do know what's going on, except we are pulled by the media, by the um, uh, medically or the pharmaceutically funded medical profession. God bless the doctors, because they are so. Uh, they, they can't move. They're, they're purposefully blinkered. Um, and it's, it's such a challenge for people to really get the, the real truth as to what's going on in the world with regards to how disease works, how we can genuinely heal ourselves. Um, could I use that word, C-U-R-E, ourselves? I think I can if we're talking about doing it ourselves. And, and then, right? yeah, we're we're good with yeah, that. Word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I appreciate that because the only people that are allowed to use that word are medical doctors, and I totally appreciate that. And the good ones will tell you we don't cure anyone anyway. Um, right. And and but it, you know, it's it's really fascinating uh, because that's what uh, that's how I got into it, and and this is um, where I'm at now is is looking at this incredible understanding of um, how uh, water, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a lot more detail, how this is totally interlinked with disease and even what's going on with this um, crazy situation with the, uh, uh, let's call it the CV, shall we? <laughs> okay, CV. <laughs> well, coronavirus is such a big, long word, right? So it's like, yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. So there we'll we call are. It that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, I think so many of us sometimes have to have that moment of, uh, you know, having gone through whatever we've gone through in order to evolve uh, the rest of humanity. I think that's what you've done as well. You've taken, you know, you 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 went on this quest and you found out that, oh my gosh, you know, there's so many connections here between what happened with with my family, with my mom and her illness and. Uh, found out, finding out about German new medicine, and now you've actually evolved it even further based on your own inquiries and your own research over the years. Um, so that's super exciting, and and everyone I'm sure is really excited to learn more about how that pertains to our current, you know, quote unquote, 2020 pandemic, uh, and how we can handle that uh, better. But uh, before we go into that, please, I just just so I remember, Richard, I just wanted to share with you the funny thing that that I did the other day. I was talking to Source about, um, you know, just how pathogenic or I'm putting everything in virulent, pathogenic, you know, how bad, so to speak, you know, the virus is. And um, for people, because I'd already done a healing, global healing on the, the virus itself, not on people, on the virus. And uh, so the answer was is that uh, humanity's negative thoughts about the virus, we call them negative thought forms, are affecting the virus, 
um, and that, um, I, I, you know, I either did not have the capability or the permission to heal every single negative thought form that is attacking the virus. But what I could do was actually put a protective bubble around the virus to automatically uh, reduce the, the impact of that. So the funny thing is most people are thinking, how can I protect myself from this virus? And what I'm doing or what's called to do is, uh, how do I protect the virus from people, <laughs> you know, from their negative thoughts yeah. that affect, you know, the, so that's, that's, that was my work the other day. Anyway, I thought you would find that kind of uh, interesting or humorous um, that I ended up doing the, the other <laughs> healing the virus. And, of course, every day I, I work on mass consciousness as well because mass consciousness is my current soul destiny partner. So whatever is going on mass consciousness, I get to process, feel, whatever. So I, if I consciously do it, then it, it makes much less symptoms for me and much faster healing uh, for the whole world. <laughs> I, I'm totally with you on that. I really am. I, we have, it, it's all of us uh, in this and listening to this think uh, in a very more open way and uh, to be get to get caught up in the fear is the worst possible thing that could happen to your body um because uh, and, and this is where education comes in i was reading quite recently that in about the 1850s up to the 1890s the united states of america was one of the most literate, literate countries in the world uh, and then systematically, Rockefeller and Carnegie um, destroyed that by changing how uh, um, the, the history of America and education was run, including taking over the, the medical institutions systematically. It took them seven years, not very long. And that's that when it? That's the it? pharmaceutical seven years to literally go across the whole of the the United States. And this came back, uh, from Rockefeller, who um, uh, whose father was the original snake oil salesman. Uh, he was a, a, he was a very, he was a con man and uh, a bigamist. Um, and he was just a very, very unpleasant individual. Uh, and, and also Rockefeller was just a bookkeeper. He wasn't even a, you know, he hadn't got any degree of any sort. Um, and he just basically cheated everybody out of everything. Um, and he took his, well, he realized that you could make an absolute fortune from these products. Like he, he actually labeled his um, father's original snake oil, uh, which was uh, some oil with um, something else inside of it. And, uh, and he realized that if we could manufacture that at, say, 50 cents and sell it for $25, he could make an absolute fortune. So he then bought out all the medical doctors um, by literally going into all... Uh, this is so fascinating. I'm very quick. Um, he went into all the major universities and said, oh, I'm going to give you loads and loads of money because they have loads of it and uh, give you this money to build your library. Oh, and could we put a couple of people on the board? Those people on the board were then instructed to make sure that anything other than a pharmaceutical approach to healing would not be used at all and so seven years so wow across the whole of um the united states and uh, and changed the education system so we have this this lack of education this lack of understanding and also no research whatsoever nothing into the link between trauma 
and disease into the link between electricity and disease and into the link between magnetism and disease. So subsequently, we're flying blind here as far as understanding of disease. We think it's all chemically based. And if we go into the cell and change it chemically, that will heal it. But the truth is, it's not very good. It's it's sort of like um, a couple of layers down the line. And we'll talk more about that, I, I, I hope, if we can get into that. But, so it's education. Ooh, I think it's people yeah. getting educated is, is really the key here. I think I, I couldn't agree more. I think that's so important, uh, especially thank you for, for sharing all of that. And um, I, I realized that uh, in medical school, that uh, they had, in Canada, uh, they had changed some rules so that uh, no longer could the pharmaceutical companies pay for all of our stethoscopes and pay for all of you know extra vacations and things like that. That my former, you know, that my, that, that my teachers had all that nice stuff. They actually changed some rules in Canada, <laughs> uh, but mm. yet uh, it's amazing how well I remember when I was in the states and I was living, you know, working in a rural town that there was a male physician assistant and I was uh you know I was like very young but I was I was the MD so I was going to be working there supervising this male physician assistant and the pharmaceutical reps were all these really attractive women but the minute I got there they changed to attractive men finding out that I was heterosexual yes. apparently yeah, and I was like, you got to be kidding me, right? And so when, when, when the physician assistant was on duty, they would send the woman. And when I was on duty, they'd send the attractive man. And, and, but, of course, they, I gave them a really hard time. But, but still, you know, they still bought pizza for my people or Chinese food. I would listen to their, you know, lectures or whatever, their presentation, and then I would, like, give them a hard time with all the data, right? You know, and they'd be like, well, you're not prescribing ours as much as so-and-so's. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they are tracking what I'm prescribing at the local pharmacy. I'm a small town girl here. You know what I mean? Like, this is crazy how they're tracking. Anyway, so I wasn't uh, terribly popular, um, but I was still influenced by them. You know, if if they gave me free samples, yeah. I was in gratitude for them giving free samples to my patients. So I would prescribe their stuff more. <sighs> So you really told us how these things started. Amazing. Mm, it's it's really quite incredible what they did and uh, and the funding and um, anything that was not pharmaceutically based was just scrapped. Admittedly, some of these things had no evidence uh, to, to back it. But then again, how could you then go off and do, say, double-blind clinical trials, which are the gold standard, if you don't have any money to do double-line clinical trials. So you can see how it's got very skewed. And now I don't want people to get angry or fearful. I want you just to become educated so you can do your due diligence and understand, one, what's happened. And then, you see, education uh, is incredible because it allows you to take two opposite points of view inside your head and and have them be completely in conflict with each other or multiple points of view and it'd be okay that's what education allows us to do and then to make an informed decision apart from you know just saying well there's only one way which is what we're seeing on a worldwide scale here 
with the coronavirus, we're seeing, well, it's a virus, is the first thing, and there's a pandemic, is the second, that we should close all the borders, and we are, that people should go into lockdown, and it's happening, that people are dying in droves. That's true, and it's all caused by this so-called virus. And, uh, well, you know, if you really start to do a bit of a deep dive, you realize that actually there might be something else going on here, and that will link us directly into the, the water. I'll let you lead this, uh, Karen, because I've gone off on a bit of a tangent here. So, No, this, this is a great uh, introduction. I think it's really important for people to understand how important education is and for people, you know, uh, just getting a different point of view because we are not presented that commonly in our media, you know, or, or you know, f- 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 Facebook's now controlled to a certain degree, Instagram, Google, you know. So we have to find ways in which we can get edu- educated. And then you and I being, you know, healers and tapping in our, into our intuition, sometimes we can get direct, you know, uh, guidance and messaging from from source, from the field, where, you know, that may not be consistent thing for everyone, and, and people don't even know what question to ask, so I think that this education is super important, and I've learned a lot from you, um, and so people, uh, we got some questions coming in, so people are raising their hands, so we'll, we'll go and talk about uh, trauma and water now. Uh, one of the questions that is coming up is, what are the ways to clear trauma from cell water in addition to energy techniques? Like, for example, like can sound therapy do it, uh, you know, can structuring water do it? Or sound therapy for structuring water, light therapy. So yeah, let's let's kind of deep dive now into you know what you found out about trauma and water. This is super exciting information. Uh, so in order to explain that, let's actually go really out into um, the edges of the universe to come all the way back in, and then go all the way back out again. Uh, because I think this will explain explain it, you know, so that people can really understand. Um, some good factual information. I don't think there's a big giant leap here either that needs to be done. Uh, so let's actually just start off then with um, the so-called Big Bang. And really, that's the only theory we've got at the moment, whether it exists or not, I don't know. Um, but it's an energy form of some sort. And uh, uh, essentially what happened at that time, about 700 million years after the Big Bang, um, these... Uh, Energy forms of protons, neutrons, and electrons, that's what we think they are, and quarks and Higgs bosons and all these amazing particles that supposedly make up our, our world, um, they all came together to form into something, and, and two of these um, got together hydrogen and oxygen to create water, which is quite weird. And at the same time, water has incredible, uh, unbelievable um attributes which we're only just starting to understand in fact the the research on it is still being done and it's it totally ignored by the medical profession as you would expect um because it doesn't fit in with their paradigm or their dogma way of thinking so let's just then say that uh, what happened was that uh, you know whether at this particular time water got got together and we know that this is the case because we've um, got uh, satellites that have gone out and measured the stream off the back of um, comets and seen that that stream off the back of a comet is actually water vapor coming off of a, uh, of a rock um, 
that has been around was around at the start of the universe, so say, and getting too close to the sun, so it vaporizes and, and so it's water. So they go, well, water seems to be around at that particular time. So that um, then begs the question, why? And why is this happening? Because uh, if we look at our planet, and it doesn't take many people to understand, but we're covered, two-thirds of it is covered in water. And why is that significant? Well, because this water is a fluid. Okay, if you go out further out into Mars, there's no water. Further in uh, into Mercury, there's no water because on Mercury it's steam. On Mars, there's, there's nothing there. Supposedly, there's some under the surface. But um, what 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 makes life? I think is the the question that many people have been asking. And if you look at it from a scientific point of view, I don't want to get totally into a, a religious point of view because I think there's an aspect to that as well. But for this, just the science. Well, basically what happened was that after the Big Bang, then we had galaxies form of which we, there are billions of galaxies of which we're living in one. And then uh, from that, we've got this little solar system where this odd little planet called Earth goes around the sun, which is a flaming star, um, uh, incredibly hot, giving us heat. And it's far enough away from the uh from the from the sun that the water on here was able to uh, turn into fluid um, and then from the fluid came energy water created life and this life is is uh, basically what we experience now um, and that's essentially what's inside you what's inside me what's in every one of you listening to this, we are made up of 80% water. Some people say if you break it down into its constituent parts and even the proteins and the molecules and everything, we're 99% made of hydrogen, oxygen, and water. And why could we say that? Well, basically, water um, has the ability to be able to absorb salts. Uh, and you can actually do a little experiment with this. You can take a glass of water, fill it right up to the top so there's a meniscus literally coming over the top take some salt and very carefully pour it in and you'll keep pouring it in and it will dissolve and it, the meniscus will stay there. So water has the ability to absorb salts. And why is, is the question? Why does it do that? It's absolutely incredible. We don't know, by the way. We actually don't know why, but it doesn't. There's something else that water can do as well. We, we were taught at school um, that there are sort of three basic phases to water. And the first phase is, uh, is uh, ice, solid. The second phase is, um, is liquid, water. And uh, then the third phase is steam. Well, there is another phase as well called uh, the fourth phase of water that Gerald Pollock, you can look him up on the internet, um, coined as EZ water or EZ water, if you're over this side of the pond. And this particular, <laughs> he actually talks about why we called it that. I have no idea, but we, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. Um, but because uh, it meant it sounded easy. Uh, but this this fourth phase of water is incredible. And it seems to be this particular piece that is attributable to water that makes or has something to do with life. Because this fourth phase of water, I don't think there's anything else any other compact compound um, made from two molecules that does this. I believe this to be the case. Um, uh, and what it does is this fourth phase of water is 
it has the ability to be able to take on an electrical charge. It also repels certain types of salts. And not only that, if you put it up against a hydrophilic, so that's a, a membrane that repels water, it will start to generate itself. And this is quite incredible because if we think about what's happening here, then this particular uh, fourth phase of water has the ability to, be cre to create an energetic change. Nothing else out on you know, compound out there can do that. And it also uses something very interesting. It uses infrared light and basically sunlight in order to do that. So what does this mean? So let's just let's go back to Gerald Pollock's work and the fourth phase of water. Essentially, what happens is that he would take what are called hydrophilic um, membranes, neoprene, and then put water next door to them. And I don't know whether you ever felt this, but I I have. You get a, a neoprene sort of um, uh, I don't know some type of um, material, and you put water on it, and it feels incredibly slimy. That's neoprene. And it feels incredibly <laughs> slimy. That's like the scuba, sorry, I'm laughing. But that's like the, <laughs> the scuba diving material is made of neoprene, yeah. I think. Yes, yeah. yes. And, yeah. and, and that's supposedly uh, hydrophilic is water loving, hydrophobic is water shedding, oh, I yeah. think. So, yeah. Water yeah. loving, you're so, right. Got absolutely. It, got it. My apologies. Yeah. So um, now, what, yeah, you're absolutely right. My apologies. Got that around that way. So this. Um, this this particular material, which is water loving, produces around it a membrane or a, an exclusion zone, which is incredibly large in scientific terms. And as I said, it produces a negative charge. So if you think about a battery, you have this battery and uh, you've got on the top, you've got a positive charge and on the bottom, you've got a negative charge. You know, one of those batteries you've put in um, a flashlight or something. And, uh, and that's basically what's happening within water. It produces a negative charge. But it also does something else. As I said, it repels salts. So think about it like this. If you have one of these um, water-loving uh, compounds, and you turn it into a tube, and you put the tube into water, water actually starts to flow through the tube. Because there is a positive charge in the center and a negative charge next door to the, uh, to the tube. So it can actually create energy. And um, th this is incredible, but it can't create energy if there's no... Uh, sunlight around or infrared light as well, especially. And this then starts to give us some sort of idea of how did life get created? Because we needed the sun, we needed water, we needed the energy from the sun, we also needed um, a charge of which Mother Earth has uh, of a negative charge. Um, and the combination of all of those created an energy and then from the energy Technically, this is, I suppose, a bit of a, um, a leap of faith. Life got created somehow, some means, um, and uh, that's essentially, I believe, what's going on. And um, you had Dr. Um, Cowan uh, on the 
uh, on the show the other week, and he I don't know whether you read his book, Human Heart, Cosmic Heart, um, but he talks about, for example, there is no, the heart is not a pump. So how does blood get pumped all the way through the system? It gets pumped through the system by the same process that I've just talked about. In other words, you have this fluid, blood, going through a tube which has a hydrophilic membrane being the arteries and the veins, and it creates a charge which allows the blood to flow through it. The heart is not big enough to flow blood through the whole system. And here's something else that's amazing. If we take all the blood capillaries and all the arteries and all the veins and we laid them out one uh, next door to each other, they would go around the earth three or four times, something like that. And, wow. and they, There's no possible way that the pump, that the heart could pump fluid around the system. Not, That's not, not what even we learned possible. in physiology class. <laughs> and the, the science is all there, by the way, you know, the, uh, so, yeah, but so that, yeah, you're absolutely right. Important. I mean, that just totally like my eyes were like, "What?" And then, and then, as soon as it, you know, as soon as that information came through, I was like, "That makes so much sense." Like, how possibly could this little thing, this little heart, can pump through these tiny, tiny, tiny vessels, right, with all that pressure? Somehow. It can't do it. Yeah, it can. It, it, can't, it can't do it. Literally, well, it, I mean, it, that just it, totally freaked me out when I when I learned that. <laughs> Here's something else that I, I think the listeners will, will absolutely, their jaws will drop, is that when the blood arrives at its destination, it stops. Okay? It stops. It then offloads its uh, oxygen molecules in order to feed the cell with oxygen so that it can then produce energy. And then it starts up again. Uh, but it's surely, you know, if you think about a pump or what a pump does, is it keeps the flow right. going. Right. It can't. It, 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 you know, How the, can you actually stop what the and heart, then it started going again? It can't, you know. So, so here's, the, you know, there's one uh, piece of, two pieces of information, that water has a fourth phase that produces an exclusion zone that produces an electrical change of energy that actually has as well um, an ability to be able to structure the water when it's in that easy zone. Now, what I'll, I'll talk about that in a moment. And, and also, it produces more light as well in that exclusion zone, which starts to make us really question how what's going on inside the body is really happening. Um, so first thing is that the, the body runs on electrical charges and uh, this electrical charge is, is caused by the water. So in order to understand that, we've gone all the way back, that we've gone from outside the Big Bang, come all the way down to galaxies, into our solar system, solar system onto the Earth. Earth is at this beautiful um, area between uh, uh, the sun, and it's not too far in, too close to it, and not too far out. So the water on Earth is fluid, um, and it's uh, so it's water. It's not ice, and it's not steam. And it, it also, if you add in the solar energy, the infrared light, it creates this structured water, which gives it a charge. 
And then uh, what then happens, and through some amazing uh, thing, I suppose then we could talk about divine intervention of, of God um, coming in and then giving us life at some level. And I don't quite know how that works. And that is a leap of faith. Um, and I'm totally, I'm totally up for that leap of faith, to be absolutely honest. I think that's amazing. Because to say that we know anything, uh, you know, and got it all locked down is, is just garbage. We don't. We, so anyway, let's go on a little bit further. So we have this and we have this, this ability of water to do that. Now, let's then just take that a little bit further. And let's actually go into, uh, we, we talked about the, uh, capillaries, we talked about the arteries and the veins, literally running this fluid through our body. Um, so what's actually happening is that we have cells, and these cells are quite incredible, because um, the cell is full of, guess what, water, actually water. <laughs> 50% of it, yeah, and and some other things called organelles, which organelles is um, translates into mini organs, and uh, of which there are, there's, there's quite a few organelles. Um, the, the main ones that we're going to be interested in is and the one that most people know about as far as humans are, are concerned, uh, eukaryotes, um, that's what they call them, uh, is the nucleus and also mitochondria. But there's also other ones called the endoplasmic reticulum and uh, Golgi complex and ribosomes and lysomes, um, lysosomes and, and so on and so forth. But we won't go into all of those because the really the interesting ones from our point of view are the um, is the nucleus and the mitochondria. Why you may ask. But let's just start off with the water first. So the best way to do this is we've gone all the way out from outside right down into a cell inside the body. And if we look at just one cell, we see that we've got all these mini organs inside there. And most cells, not all of them, but most cells have an, um, uh, mitochondria. Some don't. Uh, but they all seem to have this nucleus as well, these mini organs inside but and I I got this from um, Dr. Cowan, and I will quote him. He says, "Isn't it funny that we're supposed to be, you know, let's just say 80% water?" And he says, "I I worked in uh, emergency um, centres, and people would come in and they'd have punctures in them, um, holes in the side of their body." And he then sort of questioned, "Well, why, if we're so much water, wasn't all this water spurting out of them?" And then I... he started to look clear into it and he said that's because this water is structured and the interesting thing as well what i didn't tell you was that when the water comes across a hydrophilic membrane it structures itself and it turns from being um, a sort of fluid and it becomes more gel-like fascinating so it takes on a different yeah it takes on a different electrical charge so then from this electrical charge, what then happens is inside a cell is it has this electrical charge, which makes it more gel-like, which means that even if you puncture a cell, just one individual cell, the fluid doesn't come rushing out. Fascinating. It stays inside the cell, even though it may have a gaping hole in its membrane because it's structured. But what actually structures the water inside the cell. Well, this is then, very interestingly, 
uh, or interesting, because what structures the water inside the cell is the, what everybody's been talking about quite recently, and I'm sure you've heard of it, is the mitochondria. But most people are saying, oh, it's mitochondria, mitochondria dysfunction actually causes disease and everything. Yes, but what right. people are missing out on is the fact that the mitochondria are the little energy centers of the cell. And what the mitochondria do is through a very long chain of processes is they take um, the energy from the oxygen, which is being transported to them via the blood, um, through the capillaries, which is stopping, uh, and to, to offload their oxygen molecules. Um, and they're using another uh, product called ATP, which is adenotriphosphate, if I pronounce that correctly, ATP, basically. And uh, from that, then they produce energy. That's not the case. What they're actually doing is they're taking this process and structuring the water, giving that water inside the cell structure, giving it a greater negative charge or a specific type of negative charge, which then causes more of a gel-like substance in the cell, which then means that the cell can do work. That's essentially it. That's what causes wow. life to occur. Now, that what's is also fascinating. Yeah, isn't it incredible? But what also water has the ability to do when it's in a structured form is take on information, hold it, and then transmit that information. So water does something else. And uh, there is science here to prove that as well. Is that water... Ha instructs the nucleus to do its work. So it tells the nucleus, which is what we all understand are these DNA molecules and everything, but it tells particular parts of the nucleus to unravel and then express themselves. And it does that because the water know what knows, I, we don't quite know exactly how it does this, it, but it knows what type of cell it is. And it also therefore has a specific knowledge and a memory to it as well. Something we really, honestly, are just starting to understand a little bit. In other words, it is not DNA that's directing the cell to do its bidding. It's the fluid inside the cell that is telling the DNA or the, the nucleus which proteins to unravel and therefore what jobs to do and what to actually make happen within the cell. Wow. So I, that, that means I have to change, Richard, that means I need to, to update my, um, my process when I do my light warrior training camp because we actually get everybody in a big circle uh, like a cell. and We have people in the nucleus. We have people as in part of the cytoplasm. And then right now I have a runner who, who takes the message from outside the cell, inside the cell, to tell the DNA what to do. What you're saying is it's not a receptor, <laughs> and it's not necessarily no. a chemical message per se, but it's the water in there, and I have no idea how I'm going to do that. Like, it, I'll sit and think about it. Anyway, <laughs> but it's the water inside the cell that tells the DNA what to do. Exactly. And it gets, there's quite a complicated process that it all goes through and RNA and all sorts of other things are involved. We won't go into that because it's, um, I, I don't have all of that inside my head at the moment to be able to teach it, but I know it's there. So we, we have this incredible process. Now, let's just then um, look slightly differently because you're right in saying what you're saying as far as that process is concerned. 
Because now what we need to do is we need to understand what causes disease to occur. Well, what causes disease to occur is an environmental change. And that environmental change means that the cell stops acting like the cell that it is designed to be. And, or how it, um, and, and then it changes its structure. In other words, the charge within it changes, means that it stops um, how it's structured. And I think, again, let's come back to Cowan, because this is the best example I've heard of it, and it's, I've read all his three books. They're absolutely stunning. Um, but he talks about, say, cancer. And I have other different philosophies about cancer than him. I do like this one, though. Imagine, though, that the cell has been challenged in some way. So an environmental change. The first environmental change that, in my world, is really important, and there is research to back this up, is a change in some form of energy external to us coming through through a shock, uh, the type of shock that um, where you don't see your son because or your sons because you've moved so far away and you've been ripped away from them. So that would then affect a specific area of the body, which would be the breast, uh, because you can no longer nurture the most precious people on the planet as far as you are concerned. So what then happens is those breast cells, which are epithelial cells in this particular instance, um, are uh, the, the duct cells start to go to work and they start to necrose themselves, literally die off, uh, not a, a natural die off, but a, a forced die off. And, and therefore the duct wall lining, which is, this is the German New Medicine bit, if people are familiar with that, the duct wall lining reduces Therefore, that tube that would normally express milk from the glands down to the tube, down to the nipple, those tubes become thinner. And the, the, you, the, the, uh, the breast, you often see this, uh, the nipple can invert because the, um, the structure reduces inside the, uh, inside the breast and therefore there is, there is a, a reduction in the number of cells that are in that area. Now, if contract, there is... kind of like a... Yeah, they, well, no, they, they, they become floppy. And they do, okay. do also con, contract in as well. So there's a whole process gotcha. that goes on as far as that is concerned. So then what happens is when the woman uh, reverses that problem, what then occurs is the woman will go into the parasympathetic and then... And that is very important. The parasympathetic is, uh, quote unquote, the healing stage. Then those cells will start to clump together again. And, uh, and this is very fascinating. As they rebuild, they start to clump together again. And as they clump together again, they create a lump. That lump is what we consider as being a tumor. And it's lots and lots of these cells rebuilding themselves. But the problem is that they don't have the same structure as before. And there's lots of other things going on there. I don't want to get too caught up in that right at the moment because that's a whole training. But essentially you get these lumping together, which is what we consider as a tumor. Now what uh, uh, Cowan was saying, Dr. Cowan was saying, was that the cells, um, when they lump together, 
do not have the same electrical charge in them as before. And therefore, they're floppy and they start to attract each other, just like magnets attract each other when there's positive and negative charges. So there's no boundary around the cell, which makes it a lump. And I like that analogy because that then starts to give us some sort of idea how these horrible things like cancers and other horrible diseases occur. Uh, so they occur through necrosis or unnatural cell die-off, especially in a cancer. And then as things rebuild, uh, then the cells are not rebuilding correctly and they haven't got their structure around them. So therefore, that they lump together and this is what we think is a cancer. Let's take it a little bit further. Is that okay? I, is there any yes, absolutely. Out of that? This is just, yeah, this is this is just fascinating. And and the one piece I wanted to highlight, just to make sure that I got this correctly, is that uh, and, and my you know very very um, uh, small amount of knowledge I know about German new medicine too, is that the tumor production is actually the body's attempt to heal, or it's part of the healing process as opposed to the disease process. That yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, from a German new medicine point of view, it would be, except we're living in 2020 and German new medicine came around in eight, uh, 1980s. And we have some other things to take into consideration as far as that yes, is concerned right now uh, because of our environment. OK, so the, the one key factor that we need to understand is that every single organism on this planet, planet, including those that are at the bottom of the sea where there is no sunlight, but are getting energy from um, uh say the, um, uh, what do they call them, those holes basically where they're pumping out loads and loads of energy and infrared energy. Um, we can see these shrimp and the like that have no eyesight at all, but they're able to, there's life down there in the bottom of the sea, mm -hmm. although there's no sunlight. Um, but they're getting infrared energy from, from Mother Earth. Um, anyway, so uh, every single organism on the planet is has evolved in every part of every organism. Each individual part has evolved in line with our environment. Every single thing, every single organ, every single cell has a purpose that is connected directly with our environment. Change the environment and you actually change how the cell reacts. So now, Let's think about the breast. I mean, that's a, a good example. The breast is the, the part of a woman that is there to nurture the loved ones. That's, uh, you know, that's its purpose. So if the, the, the breast cannot do that job, those cells then react in order to solve that environmental shock. We also know as well, and there is research, and I've got it right in front of me here, um, which is Psychological Stress and Mitochondria, a systemic uh, review of where they looked at loads and loads of papers. They even found out that if you put um, a body under a tremendous amount of stress and the mitochondria are affected, they go into stress. They stop using oxygen in order to produce energy and they start to go into glycolysis, which is where they start to ferment, just like you ferment beer, the, uh, the sugars that are around them 
and it's very very inefficient and this then well, um, there's lots and lots of work by uh, a doctor as uh, it Martin Siegfried who um, looked at the whole mitochondrial dysfunction and he's even had great success with using just ketogenic diets and some other things hyperbaric chambers to heal cancer by stopping the the, um, the cells from going into glycolysis by cutting out the ability of the cells to use sugar and glucose, which I'm sure most people are aware of that, they, you know, if you've got cancer, starve it of sugar and, uh, and the cancer will disappear. Well, that's where it comes from, is from secret work and mitochondrial dysfunction. Uh, because the mitochondria, let's go back to the basic theory, the mitochondria can't produce the structured water. If it can't produce the structured water, then the cell does not have a boundary around it. It does not have its negative charge. Therefore, it can't do work. Okay? So right. that's essentially what is going on. And it needs oxygen and it needs glucose or ketones. So when we burn fat with a ketogenic diet, we're burning ketones and not glucose. Therefore, cancer cells they only operate on glucose. Therefore, start them with glucose, the cancer disappears. And the, there's lots of proof of that uh, being very, very effective. So my work has always been, why? Why does all this stuff happen? And now if we, if we understand that it really is water, then we can start to have the knowledge to take us to another level of understanding of what's going on inside our world and therefore how we can then address healing and heal ourselves more effectively without just being at the mercy of uh, a pharmaceutical drug, which um, some of them do work incredibly well. And a lot of them may just be because the doctor was sold because there was some handsome uh, pharmaceutical that came in. <laughs> it right. um, had to be a very beautiful female. So there we are. Um, so, you know, th th that's uh, instead of that going on, then we can actually take charge and, and, and understand. So let's go back to the cell. And we're coming back out from the, from the cell, back out into the environment. There are environmental shocks that change how the mitochondria function and the mitochondria function uh, cannot work so well. So therefore, the mitochondria can't produce that negative charge, keeping that cell healthy. So the, the, the cell literally destructures itself. And this is um, interesting because this can cause inflammation because of the cell and the mitochondria. If the mitochondria says, I can't function correctly, I'm going to die and I'm going to cause the cell to die at the same time. So then that cell pops, the fluid inside the cell comes out, causes inflammation around the other cells. So there's lots of, um, not cytoplasm, it's just bulk water, supposedly. Now, I don't totally agree with that philosophy, because I know we, you've had a conversation with Dr. Cowan around that. And I think there's a little bit more to it than that, because there are, I believe there are two stages of um, fluid inside our body that is one bulk water but there's also structured water and structured water inside the cell as well i'm getting really technical here so if you lost me on that particular bit well you know maybe i'll be able to dust you down the line so let's let's then go into uh, this environmental shock so each environmental shock and my work started off in this way because I studied German new medicine. I studied through something called meta-medicine. I was very high up in that area and then suddenly went, but this isn't working. It's really slow, really clunky, and I'm not getting the results that I was promised. So I started to explore a little bit more and actually hung out with some people um, from a, an organization called NES, 
um, and Dr. He is actually a doctor, but he was a professor um, of acupuncture and also homeopathy called Dr. Well, Professor Peter Fraser uh, from Australia. And he was integral with another guy called Dr. Well, he isn't a doctor either, but Harry Massey created this interesting um, measuring device called NES Health. And very, very expensive, but it does measure through an electrical process the different energies that are going on through the body. But it was through Peter's work that he, he drew my attention to the heart. And being an acupuncturist, he says, well, the Chinese, they know about the heart. Everything starts with the heart. I went, okay, that's, that's interesting work. So if everything starts with the heart, then what is actually going on? Uh, we've got um, this, uh, the, the German New Medicine bit says that when we get a shock, we, it shows up in the brain in a specific location within the brain. And we can actually see inside the brain these little mini circles where these environmental shocks are that link up directly embryonically to specific parts of the body. And then Peter turned around and he said, well, everything starts with the heart. So I, I started going, well, my background is with neurolinguistic linguistic programming, understanding hypnotherapy, understanding how the body actually works. Let me do something completely and utterly crazy. Let's go and have a conversation with the heart and ask it. And sure enough, <laughs> the heart, well, it did, you know, I didn't expect it at all. Um, but it, it answered back. But it didn't answer back like as if we were sitting down with a whiskey, having a whiskey in one hand and a cigarette in the other, <laughs> not like smoke or, or drink spirits. But, um, and, you know, give me an absolute answer and a hypothesis. It would show pictures. It would show images. It would show, uh, it would give emotions back. And I was absolutely amazed. And I said, well, what would happen if we went into these specific locations in the brain and asked them the questions? And sure enough, they came back with even more focused information. That's bizarre. And then uh, later on, I went, okay, so what about emotions? What, what's this weird thing called the gut? And um, really important because uh, inside that, has, we have a lot of uh, microbiome, a lot of bacteria a lot of information inside there. By the way, viruses are information chains, protein chains. We'll talk about that in a moment. But essentially, there's lots of information inside the gut. And, and then if you start talking to it, it again, it gave, gave more information. I went, well, that's fascinating. So that's where it led me was, well, if we know that, say, for example, from a German new medicine point of view, that the breast is about being ripped away from nature, say the musculature or the uh, inability to have enough strength or say the, the gut was inability to be able to digest something or um, the, anything going on in the brain was not being clever enough or something like that. And there's a general suggestion there. And if we just ask for this information to come up and then an absolute flood of information will come out. And so that was my original work um, was looking at those three basic areas, the brain, the heart, and the belly, well, and the fourth one was the organ. And then very recently I went, well, hang on a minute, if we can do with this, this with the brain, and we can do this with the heart, and we can ask questions of the belly, what would happen if we actually went inside the cell and had a conversation with the mitochondria, see why it's not functioning correctly? And to, to be absolutely, this blew me away. I was working with clients, didn't tell them what I was doing. Um, and I started asking them, and the, the mitochondria would just come back with these black and white answers. And I went, that sounds a bit like bacteria. And then, of course, mitochondria have their function 
bacteria. That's where they come from. They have their own DNA. Most people are completely unaware of that. And I said, well, let's go have a conversation with the cytoplasm. And the cytoplasm, you know, in and around these cells where this supposed pain, disease, or issue was, would again give me even greater depth of information or the client. Not me, but the client with greater depth of information. And then I thought, well, hang on a minute. So if we got all this information and all this energy, because essentially that's what it is, there's been, there's been a shock that's gone on externally, and that shock may be more than likely is an emotional one that triggered everything um, right now uh, that we're seeing um, as well. And I'll go into that very, very briefly because we're going to run out of time otherwise. But this environmental shock changes the underlying structure of the cell. In changing the underlying structure of the cell, because it's very targeted in alignment with the frequency of that shock. So child being ripped away from the breast, someone saying something to us that makes us incredibly angry, which affects our gut, so we cannot digest what we heard. Or we just stand there absolutely stunned with our jaw dropping, going, uh, I haven't got the strength to fight. I just can't do it. I haven't got the energy or the strength to do it. So that would affect our musculature. Or um, let's say that we're being thrown daggers at us from left and right from various individuals that would affect our skin and this would create acne for argument's sake. So if these are the environmental shocks that are going on, they affect the cell. And then what happens is the cell then starts to augment itself, change, um, go into all sorts of different things. The structure of the cell changes, the, the way that the cell functions changes, the fluid changes in and around that area. And then what happens is we get disease, we get pain, we get um, a dysfunction of some sort. So this is what is essentially going on inside disease. And the interesting thing that I noted was that the, the biggest aerial inside the body that's picking up on all this information is the heart. You know that? Heart Math Institute have been able to measure that. Um, right. Up to heart. 80. Yeah. Yeah, the heart. It's, got, it's like a radar. It picks up information going outside and picks it up going inside electrically and magnetically, by the way. It connects up directly with Mother Earth through a magnetic field. Go figure. And then it sends it up into the brain. The brain is the next biggest sort of electromagnetic field and energetic um, aerial as well, directly inside the middle of the brain. We have an aerial as well, which functions on 500 megahertz up to 40 gigahertz. That's so very significant when we look at 5G, um, the, the new uh, you know, um, electromagnetic field transmission stuff. And um, anyway... So, and then it goes down into the belly. The belly has got 80% of all the bacteria and, uh, and all these beautiful protein chains and all the fungi inside. And, and then it um, latches onto an organ, uh, which a particular part of the organ is designed to work within the environment um, to solve the underlying problem, and then those cells go to work. So essentially what disease is is this external shock lands in the brain, goes down into the belly via the heart. Then an organ that is chosen, that is vibrating at the same frequency as the shock that's gone on in, in, in the environment, changes, augments itself. Sensations with them, totally consciously, no hypnosis, no weird stuff, just go and have a conversation with your organ. 
completely weird. And then go into the brain and then the heart and then the belly and pick up on all this information. Go and have a chat with the mitochondria and then the, um, uh, the fluid. And then I would ask people to go out, back out into the environment and learn from it and then evolve from it. And what would happen is the energy would shift, the pain would go, and given enough time, then the disease would reverse itself. And I say enough time because sometimes you know, the body takes a little bit of time to catch up. I've been on a monologue. Sorry there, Karen. <laughs> but hopefully enough. No, that's, so that's, that's great. Um, now, I just wanted to share, uh, just, you know, if you could... Um repeat that last bit like summary because uh on my end it it sounds a little choppy and it might be a Skype thing um but it, but it was very interesting because um it was the moment you said Harry Massey's name and then it started becoming choppy so oh, right. okay. Really sure? yeah. Yeah. okay so i'm i'm well, like okay, I don't know what do whatever yeah. in the background to clarify that so i don't know whether it's better to have you click that link to come back on or whether you need to wait a little further to see if if that clears up um but i would want you to kind of resummarize that last piece that you talked about um the the, the three okay. brains and and then talking to the the organs and then the cells and the cytoplasm so Let's let's just repeat that for everyone in case that wasn't clear. Okay, definitely. Can you still hear me fine, or is it still choppy? Yeah, it's still a little choppy. It's still a little choppy. Okay. Um, I I, I can understand it, but of course I know the I know the I know the materials yeah, to some degree. So. <laughs> um, okay, let me just see if there's anything else that being downloaded in the background. Um, I don't think there is. Uh, so, Do you have um, that other link? Uh, did it ever send it to you, the Block Talk Radio link? Because it could be let me just have Skype. A... Yeah, it, we'll it could be. Going. Um, let me just see. Um, okay, something's going on there. So it could it could be me as well, except I'm on a landline, so. Um, I think I think Kathy said it was a little bit. My friend Kathy, who's a, a friend of mine, who's who's listening, and she said it was a little choppy too, a little earlier. Um, so we do have some folks on the uh, on the radio show who's patiently been waiting to. Um, yeah, we do also need questions. to answer some questions. So what I, what yeah. I do is, is I'm going to make sure that everything is off here on my side, so there's nothing. Interrupting. Is that better now? Mm, hard to say. Hard to say. But why don't we do a quick summary of what you just shared with us, and then we'll we'll go to questions. And uh, and uh, we did leave a. I don't know about your timing, but we did leave a little bit of uh, cushion time. Um, oh yeah. So I'm, on our I'm end, okay. we have. Uh, okay. Yeah. On our end, we have 47 minutes. Uh, left before it cuts off, um, but uh, just just so you know, we we left a little cushion. Or Tasha, my awesome assistant, le- left a little cushion time for us. Um, okay, so you want to summarize what you said about the three brains and the the conversations you're yeah, having? So, um, right now, the first thing that we need to understand is we have an environmental shift, a 
change in the energy within the environment. The common ones would be a divorce or um, a, a massive separation or an argument or an inability to be able to act and behave and run away or um, fight. Or we've had a change within the environment where the food source has changed, uh, where we cannot digest something. And the digestion could be we've heard something that changes how we can survive. Does that all make sense? Karen, uh-huh. can you hear me fine? Yes. Okay. Well, it, it, now that you're talking a little slower, I think that folks can get it. And by the way, <clears throat> I did share that link in Facebook uh, Messenger in case okay. you want to switch over, and I can I can talk a little bit while while you switch over if you want to do that. So let let's keep going for I, now. I would I would like to. Let's uh, let me just uh, go in there and get that um, if Facebook is going to work. Right. Uh, okay. Good. I've got the Block Talk Radio one. All right, so I may just cut off and then um, no direct connect. Enter your name. So it's a direct connect, isn't it? Yes, I don't. Right? I'm not sure you can stay on Skype and also uh, I'm, click I'm on the because it'll still use the same mic and everything. Okay. Um, hopefully, and uh, okay, connect to the broadcast. I'm, I'm just going to. Try the direct connect and see whether okay. it should work. Um, okay. Allow access to my place online call. Um, allow things. Okay. Can you hear me at all? Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Right, okay. Please hold and you will be able to listen to the show. Okay, so let me see. I'll it'll it'll show you in the queue. Just of course, there's a little bit of act just because you're on the other line as well. So let me see if I can see you here. Do, 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 do. Oh, there you are. Okay, I'm gonna open that. Okay, so now we have your mic on for the Blog Talk Radio. Okay, but I don't know which. Okay. Okay, right. I'm just gonna mute the other line. Okay, there. Okay, well, you just dropped. Okay, perfect. That's great. So I think right. uh, I think we can hear you well now. Yay! Great. Perfect. Okay. Um, I'm just going to have to change a couple of things over. That's that's easily done. Um, Yeah, the audio is much better. So that's fantastic. And we want to just thank everyone who's been super patient here. I know you've been to have your hand up for a while to ask Richard a question, but uh, we are going to get to those in just a moment. Um, We're we're summarizing, you know, everything right now uh, because this is super, super important information. I just want everyone to to understand it and know it um, because there's so much more potential in, in healing if you do know this information. Absolutely, yeah. So you can hear me all right, can't you? Absolutely awesome. Great. Okay, so now let's just go back to this understanding of how disease works. Uh, What happens is that we have an environmental shock, a change within the environmental energy. That um, can come across in some form of emotional stressor traumatic event. Uh, that's the common one. So that would be something like a um, uh, someone walking in and saying, uh, sorry to tell you, darling, but uh, I've been sleeping with your best friend for the past six months and I really love him um, and I'm leaving. So that would that would be one of those. 
um, and, and that could uh, be the type of thing that might affect um, all sorts of different things. Um, then, then there could be one like my mother leaving uh, three boys. I mean, how she did it, I have no idea. I've got a young boy who's 10 um, and just leaving and uh, being an eight to 10 hour drive away and only seeing us at uh, school holidays was just horrific for her. So that was a rip away from the breast so that affected her breast. Or listening um, to someone say something to you, a massive argument where you didn't actually do anything wrong and that could affect your gut system uh, or you know another situation where you're standing there and uh, your your jaw drops because um, you can't run away uh, you haven't got the strength to do it um, and uh, but you're just standing there literally in a, a freeze response and that can actually have a combination of two things one of them could affect the musculature therefore pain in the muscles or the other one could be um, affecting the fluid inside the water because fluid uh, actually collects as a direct result of um, uh, the fear or the anger inside our body. It's, uh, it, it's like a freeze response. And so the, the water has intelligence. Okay, this shock actually is picked up by the heart. The heart has the biggest wave inside the body. And this wave is connected to Mother Earth on the magnetic field level and also electrically as well with other people that are in and around us as well. So if you feel other people around you, you're picking that up through the magnetic field in the heart because it has the biggest field around you. The information then gets sent up into the brain, lands in a specific area of the brain that is vibrating at the same frequency as that external shock. It also goes down into the gut system as well and lands inside the gut system. The gut system has the biggest area of microbiome, bacteria, fungi. I don't even I, I question what really viruses are, by the way, because they are protein chains that express themselves under specific conditions. And that will explain a little bit more about this so-called coronavirus as well. So when we look at all of this happening, the, then all of these different uh, nervous systems, because the heart has its own nervous system, the brain and the spinal cord, then the central nervous system has its own nervous system, the gut has its own nervous system, um, and they have different names. Uh, and um, the, the, each one of these nervous systems reacts in a different way, uh, but the combination of them uh, working together, a specific organ, a specific part of an organ that has evolved over many, many years, millions of years, starts to go to work to assist the body in solving this problem. So it will do one of two things. It will either produce more, um, say, endocrine functions of some sort, it will, or it will reduce those endocrine functions. Now, what's very fascinating as well is not only do we have environmental shocks of arguments, divorces, or a lack of food, which affects animals or other situations that are unable to be part of the flock, forgive the pun there, um, that, uh, or part of a, a group of people, um, then uh, that is 
um, is very important, but there's also other environmental things that can happen to us now in our modern day and age, which wasn't around when actually Hammer was doing his original work in the way that it is now. One of those environmental shifts um, is the introduction of mass amounts of sugar into our diet. So I told you about the cell unable to function correctly when it's uh, dosed with too much glucose and we have shocks going on, it produces too much. Um, well, if you take glucose out of the system, then cancers don't form. So there's so sugar, especially in a genetically modified form, the body can't uh, use that. We've all heard, most people have heard of Monsanto and genetic modification and the fact that they use corn to produce high fructose corn syrup. I don't want to go down that level. And, and then another chemical as well that's completely unusual. It's everywhere in the world except France because they banned it two years ago, although it would still be in the soil, um, uh, is glyphosate, commonly known as Roundup, and it's derivatives from different companies. Um, so pesticides, herbicides, all completely unnatural and the body cannot deal with that. And what's actually happening with regards to those is uh, it, it, when they go into our guts and our system is the bacteria, the fungi, they, they start to go, whoa, I can't handle this. So they go completely out of control. They either die or they start to attack us. Uh, so these are the modern diseases. Um, heavy metals as well. I'm not talking about ACDC, as my son is into them at the moment. Um, we're, we're talking about things like mercury, amalgam fillings. We're talking about lead poisoning. We're talking about a whole myriad of other types of heavy metals that are being introduced into our, into every single thing that we have. I'm sitting in front of a computer now that's full of heavy metals, aluminum or aluminium, depending on what side of the the uh, Atlantic you're on, is a, another thing as well. We cannot use aluminium or aluminum in our body, and we've got it just so much in our system. It's being sprayed as well into the, uh, uh, into the skies through geoengineering. But then there's one other, and I really want to talk about this very briefly, about the coronavirus, and uh, you do need to look at this in a little bit more detail, is ever since we started to electrify the Earth, Every single time we do that, we add, say, for example, telegraph, or we add radar, or we add the first cell phones, or the second generation of cell phones, or the third generation of cell phones, or the fourth generation of cell phones, or satellites in the sky, we see, following that introduction, a pandemic of flu occur. Don't believe me? Go and look up Arthur Fistenberg's very well-researched book called The Invisible Rainbow. And uh, he, he even talks about things like uh, bee hive die-off way before um, we're now seeing it going on. Back in the 1920s when they uh, introduced um, the, uh, I think it was the telegraph, which allowed us to speak communication around the planet or certainly across various sort of large areas. So if you, let, let's just actually talk very briefly about all those specific things. So uh, heavy metals, um, herbicides, pesticides, glyphosate, as in Roundup, and electromagnetic fields, uh, not just the bits from the 5G or the 4G or your cell phone or your Wi-Fi router or your Bluetooth device or your computer, not just that, but also the wiring in your house, 
the magnetic fields produced by your um, transformer that uh, takes 240 or 110 volts and makes it into 19 volts, whatever, 12 volts in your system. All that wiring is affecting the cell. What we now know is this causes the mitochondria to dysfunction. That dysfunction also then causes it to stop producing the negative uh, or the ATP, which then stops the cell function from happening, which then causes disease. Okay, so the top 36 uh, most um, uh, diseases that are growing at astronomical rates have no bacterial, no fungal, no viral, if you could produce, say that they are actually there, no parasitic involvement at the moment. And yet we can directly link all of that to these introductions of those, let's call them pathogens of some sort, the electromagnetic fields and the like. So as we see with the coronavirus, and by the way, if you look up Green Med Info and you look at G wrote a fantastic article recently telling you the truth. For example, how on earth do they know how many of these people actually do have coronavirus? There is no test that can tell whether the person has the RNA that is supposedly linked to this virus. They, they, it doesn't exist, by the way. And even well, it if looks it like did, on the news that they can test people for coronavirus. Like, what do they do? Take they, it to they saliva or blood or something? It's absolute garbage. Okay. Well, they say they're testing them. So how are they testing them and proving that they're using some sort of kit? But then how they also test is, do you have a cough? Oh, yes, you do. Okay. Do you know how much this test costs? It's one thousand dollars. Do you think that these organizations have, you know, enough money to go off and do that? And it takes time. It actually has to go through a DNA test. And a DNA test is not conclusive as to whether they got it or not. Look at Sayaji's article. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He's done the deep dive. Okay? Right into it to understand more about what's going on. Please don't take my word for it. Don't sit and go, oh, Richard's right. I'm not. I'm just trying to educate you to think differently, to understand what is truly going on. The real problem is not the coronavirus, okay? It is the fear that's generated by organizations, and I wonder whether it's been done on purpose. That's a conspiracy theory. It wouldn't surprise me, though, looking at Rockefeller and Carnegie and where that all came from. Um, but, you know, the, the whole point is get yourself educated, take yourself out of the fear, yes, protect yourself. You wouldn't want a cold or a flu anyway. And if it's another unpleasant strain and you've got your compromised system, or if you have a compromised system, don't even go there, okay? It's going to be nasty. I've had flu. It's kept me in bed for you know, like a couple of weeks before now. Could it, you know, it's, it's a form of coronavirus, absolutely. That was a long time ago. So be careful, absolutely. Don't put yourself into the lion's den and think the lion's going to be friendly that day because it could come along and eat you. But at the same time, understand, do the research. 
and get yourself to understand that the, the worry and the fear is going to cause more of a problem to you and is going to reduce your ability to be able to deal with a problem if it comes anywhere near you than if not. Does that make sense? So get yourself educated. And education means you step out of the fear. You step out of the garbage. You step out of the the presidents and the prime ministers turning around and saying, we're going into full lockdown. And you walk around happy and content because you have knowledge. And, of course, you don't jump into where they're, you know, you don't go off and work in a hospital where everybody's around saying, oh, I'm totally and utterly okay. That's being blind. That's ridiculous. And realize as well, there is some link between the introduction of a new frequency and them switching those on, where they did that in Wuhan the first time. Okay, they, Wuhan was the first city to introduce 5G technology in the world. Really? Uh, yes. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And oh. you look at all the potics in, in Italy, where the highest rate of... Um, supposedly the coronavirus is, is where they introduce 5G into that particular area in Milan first. We're probably going to see pockets in Australia come up. We're going to see, say, Houston, I believe. Um, I don't want to worry people, but, you know, they've released uh, 5G technology into those areas. Um, We're going to see some of these areas where people have been irradiated uh, with these um, non-native microwave radiation. Most people, when you, you say, well, that's, that's nothing. I've had a, a Wi-Fi router and I'm not sick. Well, let me just tell you, and I know, Karen, we, we've spoken about this. I don't have a Wi-Fi router on in the house. The, all the uh, computers, are they don't have Bluetooth. They don't have Wi-Fi. Um, we're connected via wires. I'm connected via wire right now. Um, I switch off the electricity at night uh, in the whole of the house, even in the place I'm in at the moment, uh, so that my body can go into the parasympathetic. It can go into healing. So that every night I'm getting about eight hours healing repair every single night. Okay? And if uh, previously, one of the reasons why we moved from Canada to where we are now into a brick house, the lady next door is really old. She doesn't have a Wi-Fi router. When I switch my computer on and put it onto Wi-Fi, there's only one Wi-Fi router on its lowest amount. Close to here, that means it's a long way away, so I'm probably not getting that. The cell phone tower is uh, several kilometers away. There is FM radio coming in. But essentially, my body can relax, heal, and therefore rebuild itself and heal itself. And and therefore, I, I have that ability to be able to, and the body can do this, to heal itself, get rid of pains, get rid of aches, as long as it can go into the healing parasympathetic stage. So there's two stages. There's stress and then there's rest. And we get parasympathetic stage every single night if we can get our body into the delta stage. This is where the cell actually goes into natural cell death if it's done its job and is then repaired. Or if it hasn't done its job, it can actually then repair itself. So this is essentially what you need to do is to rest, 
heal. You, you actually, if you can get this right and you get eight hours healing every single night because you've shielded or it's complicated, by the way, let's not. Uh, to, to shield from these electromagnetic fields that are non-native around us. Um, but essentially, if you can do that, then your body can heal. You feel, you wake up feeling alive rather than go, oh, I've had eight hours sleep, but I feel worse than I went to bed. Or you sat in bed sweating all night, which is a good example of microwave radiation poisoning. So this is our this is our problem at the present moment that we're going through is non-native microwave radiation was external to the environment, and I can give you the exact process of what it's doing inside the cell. But Dr. McCullough wrote a book quite recently called EMF, explains it all the way through. It's fantastic, absolutely amazing. He's done three years research into it. In fact, he was the person I sat next door to him in 2007. He said, hey, Joe, um, his name is Dr. Joe McCullough, Joseph McCullough. Uh, what do you think about Wi-Fi routers? And he said, do you have one in your house? I said, well, yeah. And he says, switch it off, Richard. He's, Would you live next door to a cell phone tower? And I said, absolutely not. And he says, well, you have one in your house. So it's called your Wi-Fi router. Switch it off, get rid of it, and go wide. And uh, that, that sent me on a whole... Uh, line all the way down to actually do exactly that, uh, Karen. I don't, you know, it's, it's it's horrible, nasty stuff. But you can heal from it as long as you can get your body out of the. Let me explain it. Let me just give you a little explanation. You have yeah, real an area. Quick, we got three people with their hands up, so we want to okay. make sure we can cover some of those questions. You have an aerial inside your brain, in the amygdala. Your heart is picking up. It's an aerial. Your gut has all this bacteria inside of it. How do you think they communicate? They communicate through light and through electricity. If you introduce a non-native electrical charge in and around you, then you cannot heal properly because you're continuously under stress. And what is happening is the body is, it's like someone poking you in the back continuously going, hey, 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 Karen, 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 hey, Karen, 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 hey, Karen, Karen, Karen. And your body, you can't sleep. You can't then get into the delta sleep, the repair sleep, which is what the body needs. I'm ready to answer some questions. Oh, yeah. that's So in the healing work that you do, you can actually have these conversations with these three brains, right? The brain in the head, the, the heart brain, the gut brain. Then you can have conversations with the organ that might be affected by a particular specific stress. And then you can have conversations with the cell inside the organ and then the mitochondria inside the organ, which may not be making structured water, which is a healthy cell has the structured water, which then tells the DNA what to do. So that is super cool because I think one of the best things that I learned from you is about having this conversation with the the water itself. Yeah, and, it's, it's and, incredible. And, 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 you know, and that was that was revolutionary. I mean, I had gotten information. From, I didn't know what to ask, but when, before I met you, I got an information. I said, why is it so, so many light being starseeds are making so much easy water over and above everybody, quote, unquote, else? And I was like, wow, we just have layers of this stuff, right? And people, you know, other people, even Dr. Cowan was like, no, 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 that's bulk water. You know, that's really bad for you. You shouldn't be, you know, having edema. I'm like, it's not edema. <laughs> I mean, it's not bulk water, you know. I couldn't convince him, but he said, well, that's news to me. Um, 
but that's so strange. I mean, you were the first person that sort of was like, oh, curious, you know, and, and then looked more into it as opposed to just saying, I don't think that's really true. But there's so many of us having that and, and that conversation with Source. Source is like, you know, my, my best English translation is like that holds information. The easy water holds information. Yeah. And, and spiritual information, and so that the light being star seeds are so shine so bright, if you will, that their physical bodies produce this easy water to hold that information that's coming in so quickly <laughs> with the ascension process. And then the, the trick for you. us is, yeah, is to how to process that so we don't keep building 20 pounds of easy water that doesn't move out of us or process as you know, as efficiently. And I found out my way of being able to do that, uh, which is I found I'm more breatharian than I knew I was and therefore don't actually need to eat as much in order to produce the kind of energy that I need to, you know, to survive as a human. So that's my own personal yeah. journey. And I, I'm also going to say that the water holds um, light. It holds photon yes. energy. And that energy yes. is structured. It has information in it. So that's probably what's coming in is you're getting it, it's storing it, and then it's offloading it to you. And, yeah, you don't need the amount of food that we're told to eat. Anyway, let's, let, let me stop because right. you, you and, 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 do... and many of us are energy healers. And, what, and, and I just observed that with the ascension process the last few years, as I did more and more energy healing and as I did – bigger energy healing, like healing like the whole planet or uh, the cosmos or, you know, millions of people at the same time, was that 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 seemed to be correlated with the amount of easy water I was producing. So I've, I've got it more under control now, <laughs> thanks to you and other conversations with Source, but you gave me a lot of great information, uh, which helped me have these conversations. And I love the way you do that. And by the way, for folks that are on the call right now. If you're still on the call, you guys are amazing. I know this is fascinating information. Richard Fluke can be reached at his website, which is richardfluke.com. And the the I know what you're asking. Does Richard do one-on-ones? Yes, he does. <laughs> so definitely check it out. You can work with Richard. He also has an amazing course called the ACE course uh, that you can check out online as well. And I think that Richard and I, maybe you and I can have a conversation about you know, some of my level two graduates, because uh, we, as far as continuing education, I would like your course to be one of those options that they could take that course to grant them continuing education units. But we'll talk about that after. Um, uh, let's go, yeah, let's go to some callers. Uh, area code, I'm going to say your area code. I'll unmute you, say your first name. We've only got 20 minutes left before everything shuts off, so talk fast, guys. <laughs> so quick question for Richard, uh, and then so Richard can answer you, and just let us know your first name, and then we'll go to the next callers after that. So area code 808 first. Hi there, who's this? Hello. Area code 808, hi. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, yes. I hear you loud and clear, yeah. My name is... Are you there? Yes. My name is Lori, and uh, my question is not scientific. All of this is so fascinating. I thought maybe it could be uh, you would be taking, you know, more personal questions. Oh, carry on, please. Yeah, yeah. I just like I just love science to back what I'm uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. Um, I have inflammation everywhere in every joint, and it just kind of grabbed me. I mean, came up suddenly, and I've been trying to do different things, and I just, 
um, and not I'm not able to 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 you know affect it at all diet and all sorts of things. So uh, I can just basically say that inflammation, depending on whether you're light seed, is is one of two things. It's it's actually structured water in or around the cell. So it's either in the cell, so it's blowing up the cell, or it's around the cell. And uh-huh. if we go into the inflammation and ask that fluid, what is it doing? Well, and we've done a lot of this, and so have my students done all of this, is what we find is that it talks about being isolated, being, and this is actually goes back to Dr. Gert Hammer's work, being left out in the desert, left out in the cold. And if we think about it from an animalistic point of view, then what the cell actually does or the cells do is that they retain water so that we do not lose that, um, uh, our connection with fluid. Uh, so that we are able to survive. And uh, oh my gosh! So, so did you have when it when the onset of it, and it literally can come on literally straight away? Did you have a shock where you were pushed out, lost a divorce, or lost children, or or lost something, even a job? Did that happen? No, um, I I got a new job part-time uh two years ago before this started and then the beginning of this the middle of this school year um decided it was not a good place to be and I just have not been real happy I'm not real upset um that's the only thing I can think of, but it's pretty amazing because I listened to the video last night and started talking to my body. I listened to your demo right, that was okay. on, on Karen's thing. So I started talking to my body and I got all this stuff about um, being alone, being um, left out in the cold, lying face down on the ground, crying. Yeah, that's it. That, that's exactly. And that's what the water in this. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and that, that energy, you can feel that energy, and that energy is trapped inside the fluid. And and what we can do is just release it uh, very, very easily. And it's not difficult to oh, yeah. do. That's a crazy thing. We have to go back out into the environment. I'd love to do it now, but we haven't got time because um, we've got other people on the call. Uh, but essentially, yeah. we go back. Uh, mentally, we go out into the environment. We ask um, what we need to learn. And then we also get, we get how do we evolve. And then what happens is, and I've seen this happen sometimes, not all the time, but it can happen sometimes. Within 24 hours, that fluid can literally come off. And I've had literally clients go through that. It's been quite incredible to see. I've had it happen to me. I didn't believe it until it really did happen to me. And I went, wow, you know, I'm I'm going to the bathroom and I don't know where because I certainly did not drink all this fluid and it just keeps coming out. (laughs) And and also the inflammation just went down. Um, Wow. Yeah, yeah, it can. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, that's so yeah. exciting. That is so exciting to hear that. And yeah. uh, it sounds like even though you yeah. didn't have the, at least in your physical world, that you could, um, uh, you know, know about as as far as, you know, being left out and you don't have that happening in your 
quote-unquote real life I, I think it, on some it, level. It also felt like a really deep, deep, deep-seated thing, you know, that it's connected to previous stuff. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's realities maybe, yeah. other lifetimes, um, if you're, an, you're a sensitive soul or an old soul, um, you know, it could be something that you carry on behalf of others. Like, you know, there's all these different possibilities. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's great that you made that connection. I'm so glad that you watched that video last night. And, Richard, thank you so much. It was very insightful. You're welcome. Yeah, You're this welcome. is um, fabulous. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank and, you. And, okay. Yeah, let's get to the next caller because otherwise you're going to run out of time. Yeah, I'll we'll need to get the, the next caller. Okay, area code 226. Hi, who's this? Connie. Hey Hi there. Dad. What can we do for you? Um, just one second. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Um, I'm trying to understand, like, like, I have so much different stuff going on that I don't really understand what it's being caused by. Like, if it's outside forces, if it's something I'm taking or doing, or what's really going on. What's your symptom? Inflammation, yeah. I have, like, all of it. But nothing seems to be working. Well, let's go back to the inflammation that we were talking about earlier. Inflammation yeah. is where we are literally just being left out in the desert, left out in the cold, being pushed out from our normal way of thinking. And I think, Karen, actually, just the light bulb's gone on inside me. That if, say, for example, you have light seed uh, people, you, you, you're not part of the group anymore. You're not part of anything. So, therefore, you're, you're being pulled away and therefore the water could be collected in and around those areas. So I don't know whether that's the case. But, uh, and then the, the, the fluid is trying to give you more information to update you. So that could be one way when, if we talk about light seeds. Um, but also uh, from a, another way of looking at it from a completely humanistic point of way is um, there were, the understanding of water and fluid inside the body gets a little bit more complicated because Whenever we go through the parasympathetic nervous system, the healing part, and we have this underlying problem of feeling left out in the desert, left out in the cold, then what happens is a part of our brain switches on. That part of the brain is in the, the middle part of the brain, the limbic brain, and it switches on just below that uh, a little part of the brain called the kidney-collecting tubule. And this is inside the brain, which then tell the rest of the brain to hold on to water because we might need it so that we don't die from dehydration or from the ability or inability to be able to process uh, whatever's been going on. Because water is absolutely essential for life, as I said at the very start. And if we don't have that water inside of us, then we can't survive. It's just, we can't do it. Uh, so that, uh, does that, uh, do you remember when you started having the inflammation? Um, I came down with um, a viral um, a viral thing that um, I'm still trying to get diagnosed by my doctors. They don't seem to really know. And it was like H. pylori. And then I was exposed to my daughter who had um, Epstein virus. And that one just seemed to have developed and stuff so it just seems like I've just been constantly sick and in the meantime I'm getting like downloads like my gifts are coming 
um, trying to come through and I'm just being bombarded by everything. And it just seems like I just can't keep up. And I don't even know. Half the time I think I'm going crazy. Like I, I think I'm believing something and seeing something. And then it's like, no, that can't mean, you know what I mean? Like, so it's all like, yeah, it does sound like you're just uh, coming through. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like a wanderer and, and it's just, and I want to believe in everything. And I do. Well, it's real. It's real to to turn around and say it's not. It's absolute garbage because if you think about it, and what I said at the very start of the call is we're in this universe and I can tell you over 80% of the universe, the scientists have got no idea what it is. So they call it dark matter, right? So just just think about that. And then when I talk to you about what the pharmaceutical industry and how it's created and how they doctored medicine, and, uh, yeah, I'm not... you know, just just realize that you know, we do have the ability to be able to connect up with each other. We have the ability to be able to download information where it comes from. Well, we absolutely don't know, but, uh, you know, there's plenty of people and I'm able to do it, too. And I know Karen is there where we can connect up with different energy forms. We have that ability as as human beings. And to say that we don't, that's garbage. But uh, the, the, the truth is that a lot of people, they sit in a dogma thinking that this is exactly what's going to go on. Let me give you a dogma, okay? You've experienced it. I've seen it in Canada. We haven't got it here in, in uh, France, ironically, uh, but it's in Australia. No toilet paper on the shelves. What do you think created that? Well, people don't realize that when, if you have a common cold, you need to wipe your nose, not your bum. So that yeah. just gives you an idea of how people can... I know, you know, I thought that was like the funniest thing. Like, I was shocked. Like, I don't read, because of being an empath, I don't read the news. I don't look. And I've even been saying on Facebook since, like, the coronavirus and stuff like that. Like, I go through my email, and I have, like, Karen. She's one of my main ones. Like, there's a few that I, I read, like, no matter what. And um, I've been staying off of it because it just affects me so greatly and I'm already fighting enough battles. I don't need, um, but when I heard that, I just died laughing. Well, yeah, I had pictures that in the big city, I was in the big city uh, in Canada just a couple of days ago and in Loblaws. Uh, yeah, there was uh, empty shelves. So people were just milling around calmly, you know, just <laughs> yeah. crazy, crazy. One girl was in town here in Owen Sound, like, but my husband couldn't even buy me yogurt. There's two yogurt on the shelf. And that's one of my main foods that I eat. And I'm like, well, go to another store then. I don't care. Keep going to be fine. I don't want to be without my food. Because oh <laughs> there's certain foods like well, my, well, my digestion and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Well, the, the good news is is that we can now, many of us sensitive souls can actually subsist on much less than we think mm-hmm. we do. And even all those emergency bug out bags that are equipped with all this like emergency food, you can buy gallons of like all this stuff. Richard, they, 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 they sell, they sell packets of pre-made uh, rice stuff, cereal yeah. stuff, oatmeal stuff. I'm like, hello, if you want to be hypoglycemic in two minutes after you eat it and be voraciously hungry, you know, buy those bug out bag uh, <laughs> meals. You know, James is like, well, what would you have? And I'd be like, salmon, tuna, fat, how about yeah. lard? You know, yeah. just on some lard. <laughs> anyway, so bone broth is my Yeah, I know, it's and, just crazy, and, uh, but it's just it's hard to know if it's like something that like is is my physical side of me that's causing these issues like this, the viruses in me? Because I can't seem to get rid of them. 
And I mean, I I'm think, not giving. I'm going to suggest something to you. What you need to do is you need to get eight hours absolute deep restful sleep every night. Yeah. So just a very How very. Do you know I'm not Sorry. How did you know I, w- I don't sleep? <laughs> because you're not. I have. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, just switch I, off your Wi-Fi router, switch off your cell phone, switch them off at night. Get everybody else in the whole household to do it. Switch off the wiring to the bedroom. And see, then I don't understand. Get... I heard you say that, but I didn't understand it. I, I, because the basically, I you, you are an electrical being. You are an electrical being, and how the work, the the cells work is through electricity. Now, what happens is you are also an aerial, so you're bringing in, in information, but you're not bringing in the information. You're getting confusing information from outside, uh, natively, non-natively. That's what I mean. From the wiring in the wall, from the magnetic fields, and the worst one is the non-native microwave radiation from cell phones, from mobile phones, from cell phones, and from, from Wi-Fi. Yeah, just switch the thing off. And my computer. Yeah. I have phones lying in bed beside me. Like I, yeah. Switch them off. Just switch Yeah, them. that's, that's basic EMF hygiene. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah, try really that. I've been getting the a couple nights. I, I will go like days without sleeping, literally. Yeah. And, and you're just being yeah. buzzed all night long. We've got to get on to another right. call, the last one, haven't we? Yeah. But that, you know, yeah, well, connect with us. Uh, right. Connect on Light Warrior Network and, and post that yes. question, and right. then we'll we'll put yeah. some resources for you. Absolutely. Thanks, Karen. Thank, Thank you very much. I really appreciate you. Have welcome. a great day. Yeah. Okay. And you. Yeah, and you. You're welcome. Okay. So, last caller, we got about five minutes. Hi, who's this? Oh, fantastic. My name's Dro. Hi. You there? Yeah. Hi. We can work with it. Great. My name is Jerome Jaronson, and um, Richard, I am so impressed by everything you have to say. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm actually quarantined now in my apartment. Um, I've tested. I'm, I'm, I've tested negative for coronavirus, but I found a way to actually help people relax and not be so concerned or worried about the coronavirus. Perfect. Was that the reason for your call, was to share that with us? or? or... Yes, absolutely. So uh, my name is Jerome, and you can, I like blowing men, and I get rid of their coronavirus. They can come to my address at 1237 Davenport Road in Boston, I Massachusetts. I think this is a crank Please. call here, so we're just going to mute you, Jerome, <laughs> and unmute 917. Hey, who's this? 917. Hey, Deborah. Hi. Hey, Deborah. We have four, minute, four minutes left, so we'll okay. have to talk real I fast. Will, and, I will be yeah. quick. I have hypopituitarism. I have arthritis in my knees. I have back pain. I have fibromyalgia. Uh, my hypopituitarism is with the optic nerve hypoplasia. Is there anything that you would say liquid structured water rise has anything to do with any of those things? Yeah, all of those things are totally connected with EMF hygiene. 
in a nutshell, from my perspective, um, you're not getting uh, the rest that you actually need. I know people, and I've done it myself, whereby we just get out of all these uh, non-native stuff. We get good sleep. Um, and uh, I don't even own a cell phone. I don't own a mobile phone, by the way. Just don't. Uh, so, And then I feel fine. Um, but I know people who've had arthritis, they, all of these things are linked with external shocks as well. So you've got to clear those external shocks and there could be some dietary things and some heavy metal stuff that you need to actually get rid of your, out of your system as well. Um, some of these things could also be linked to, and I don't know where you live specifically, something I recently came across is um, radiation poisoning. Uh, which can happen, for example, in Texas. There's a lot of radon gas coming up through the bottom of the um, and through the ground, and people are inhaling that. And this can then ha cause mitochondrial dysfunction, uh, and and therefore the cell not able to structure itself. But all these things are to do with the epithelial skin that you um, and the outer skins, which gives me an indication that that could also be linked in with the electromagnetic fields, because the electromagnetic fields directly affect the the, the thin layers of skins that go around certain parts of the body. Does that help? to a degree. And perhaps, you know, as a, a, you could leave a message and we could talk a little bit more about that, Karen and I, on, um, on Light Warrior Network. It helped a yes, little bit. Yes, great. When I, was, when I was four and a half and I had uh, hypopituitarism, there was no Wi-Fi and there was no cell phones. Yeah, but the, you might have been right next door, living right next door, or your bed was uh, on a wire. And that's certainly what caused back pain inside me for years. And it's literally this year, I've been able to cure ongoing back pain by switching off the electricity in my house. Go figure. I mean, just how simple is that? Back pain gone. Yeah, I, I slept right next to a transformer by my head and I got fibromyalgia within a month. There we go. You know, it's, it's it's just understanding this stuff, which we now have the ability to be able to just do such simple remedies, you know. Uh, and there's so many great tools out there yeah. as well as EMF hygiene to re reboot the body and to support the body, not just yeah. beyond energy healing. And so I think that, you know, we can have a big conversation of that on the Light Warrior Network. And uh, well, I'll invite uh, Richard on that little post. And then, you know, you can post additional questions because we need to – get going now, but I haven't gone through, you know, similar things. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there and uh, I'm just going to meet you here. I'm just going to um, just share Richard's um, website again, richardfluke.com. And I would highly suggest that you may wish to get a consult with Richard. You can just check that right on the website. And Richard, in my conversation with Source, you know, I think that people go, well, why can't I evolve myself so I'm uh, impervious to EMF? And I think that I think it's possible. But the thing is, is it, it requires that you're getting into that. If you're already sick, you have to still repair, right? You need right, to you got to repair, yeah. With the yeah. damage, so you have the chi and the energy to be able to be that resilient. And and also, when I ask God, how do we do that better, God says stillness. You know, every time I ask, it's stillness, 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 right? I'm like, okay, 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 I got the message. 
So, and I can, you know, measure people when I do one-on-ones with them, you know, what percentage of the waking time are they aware of pure awareness or are they paying attention to it? And for most people, it's less than 1%. And my conversations with Source, it's between 9 and 10% of the waking time that's required in order for us to, re, to rewire and evolve our bodies quicker or at, at least the same rate as we are forcing it to in our environment. So... Anyway, just wanted to add that little bit in. Richard, it's been so awesome to have you on the show. We're going to have to have you back, obviously. <laughs> oh, it's just been fantastic oh, to share this this information. And, and uh, hopefully the education, if you've got some of it, helps you just understand that you, you're not alone. Get yourself educated. Get more information on this stuff. And then really, you know, release the traumas. Uh, clean up your diet. Clean up your EMS. That's the biggest thing at the moment. Get the mitochondria producing the the fluid, uh, producing the structured water inside your cell. And uh, and basically, at the end of the day, you can recover from stuff that's seemingly unrecoverable from. Um, and I've had clients with cancers that have come out of that, come out the other side, which I think is the ultimate horrific disease. But other things like fibromyalgias and uh, arthritis, when they do this stuff, and even autism, you know, you, we can assist people to heal themselves. There we go. I love it. That's great, thank Richard. You. All right. So thank you, Richard, for your valuable time and your amazing research and expertise and, and uh, the, the conversation about water is just absolutely fascinating. I know I'll be re-listening to this show multiple times. I hope everyone else will as well. And we want to actually also thank our listeners for tuning in and uh, being with us. And let's, uh, let's all get connected on the Light Warrior Network. Okay, bye for now, everyone. Lots of love. Thank you, Richard. Bye for now.